Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we always say we want to meet people where they are in life. And by enabling people to be on the move, to live the lives they want to live, I mean, it's something you've always said, which is it's not about aging well, it's about living well. And if we can be a conduit to enable that for older adults and for their families, then we feel like we've really accomplished what we've set out to do. Back in 2007, I got involved with the Mount Sinai Medical Center home to a nationally recognized geriatrics department. We established at that time the Martha Stewart Center for Living, which was to focus on the care needs of older adults. We knew then about the challenges that are looming in the United States. 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day, and we do not have enough geriatricians to care for them. Along with this explosion of older adults, perceptions around aging are changing. We're seeing people living, working, and thriving for years past the so-called typical retirement age. Our president is 80. Two of the biggest rock tours of the past few years have been led by 80-year-old Mick Jagger and 73-year-old Bruce Springsteen. And there is a strong longevity economy growing to serve this demographic. This will be the first in a series of conversations that will specifically address the changing population of older Americans. I'm here today with Dan Jose Bacvili, the founder of Silvertree, a wearable medical device, and Dr. Helen Fernandez, Vice Chair of Education for the Brookdale Department of Geriatrics and Palliative Medicine at Mount Sinai. We're going to talk about issues that face older adults and new products and innovations to help them live a good, long life. Welcome to my podcast, Dr. Fernandez and Dan. Thank you for having us. So, Helen and Dan, people are living longer, stronger, better lives. Today, how many Americans are over 65? 16% of the population, over 50 million Americans are over the age of 65. And by 2034, what will that number be? That number will be one in every five Americans 
20, close to 21% of the population. And what are we doing to take care of this older population? That's the big question today. And the question not facing not just people who are getting older, but the people who have to help take care of those people who are getting older. So many of my friends are saying, oh my gosh, they have to take care of their mom. They have to figure out what to do with dad. They have to figure out where are they going to, should they sell their homes? Uh, it is a very complicated subject. And that's one reason why I did go into the field of geriatric medicine, because it really interested me, because my mom, who, thank heavens, was a healthy, beautiful woman up until 93, when she finally died of a simple complication. But it brought the subject close to home. And now with me, I'm an older American now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder, you know, I have to make plans for myself, really. All people have to take care of themselves. And Dan is been, has been working for how many years now on Silvertree? Uh, going on four years now. Four years. Silvertree is a bracelet device. I call it a bracelet. It is a wristband. Uh, and tell us what Silvertree does for us. Yeah, so the whole idea is to help keep people that we care about feeling safe, feeling connected, feeling protected, and most of all, feeling confident to continue living the lives they want. So it's the ability to get in touch in an emergency, the ability to automatically detect a fall when a fall occurs, the ability to locate someone if, you know, heavens forbid, they're, they've wandered off or, or they don't know where they, they are. It's that sense of peace of mind for family members and confidence for the older adult. So it's not really a, a watchdog. I mean, it really is a device to alert other people. Very much so. Yeah, yes. it's, it's an industry that's been around for 40 years. And unfortunately, it hasn't evolved a whole lot since it came on the scene in the late 70s, early 80s. So we saw an opportunity to come and do it a little different and make it a part of someone's life and not just that dreaded insurance that hangs around your neck in case something happens. So all of you listening, if you have an older adult in your family who, who needs attention in this way, or if you yourself are feeling that you need to feel uh, better about your everyday existence, uh, this is the program to listen to. Dr. Fernandez is, uh, has been working at Mount Sinai for how many years? It will be 25 years wow. this, this year. So you have seen a drastic change in geriatric medicine, in the care of older adults, in, uh, in teaching older adults how to better take care of themselves. Uh, it's been an amazing journey. And indeed, now, because there are so many older people, that medicine, that practice, that geriatric uh, attention is terribly important. And we have to figure out what to do with the aging population. So you have a big challenge. Yes, we do. And I would say even in my time at Mount Sinai, when I started, 12% of the population was over the age of 65. And that has exponentially increased. Right now, over 100,000 Americans are over the age of 100. And that's going to... Really? 100,000? <laughs> Isn't 100, that wonderful? I See, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then by 2020... 35, there'll be half a million Americans that are over the age of 100. Wow. Well, I recently took a test. There's, there are these written tests that you can take and yeah. answer these questions about your lifestyle, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I came out to be 110. <laughs> I love it. So isn't that great? I just, <laughs> I just felt fabulous. And then people say, well, what do you want to leave, live to 110 for in this world? Uh, I have a lot to see and a lot to learn. And I really think that if I can do it in good health, 
and in, with strength and and without being a burden uh, to other people, I absolutely want to see what's going to happen. I'm a curious person. And isn't that really what drives many, many people who are living longer, a curiosity to, to uh, understand what's going on? Yes, definitely. People want to explore. Wonder what Dan talked about. Live as functionally as long as possible, independent, have autonomy, um, take up new hobbies, new tasks, maybe new jobs. It's, it's really an exciting time. You know, I think of my own father, who's 92. Oh, nice. And he reads every single day, every single newspaper. I get a report. On <laughs> that was like my mom. She read the New York Times cover to cover every single day. She was better informed than me or any of my friends. Yes. And she put it together. You know, she it was geopolitical. And I liked that so much about her. And, uh, and she was also the chauffeur for her friends. She never had a car accident. Wow. I bought her a real safe car. And she was the chauffeur. And I'd like to see that. I think that that is admirable. And also, uh, and so many friends. That's what we have to encourage. That, that absence of loneliness. That's uh, another big topic. But back to safety and feeling secure. Dan's wristband. This is, a, this is a wrist device that you wear on your wrist. It is very nice, comfortable. I've been wearing it. Uh, it has, uh, you can wear it in the shower. You do not have to take it off at night to charge. Uh, like the Apple Watch, you have to charge every night. That's right. Uh, the battery life is much longer. What's the battery life now, Dan? It's up to 14 days. 14 days, which mm. which is great because uh, you don't have to, you don't have to, that's another worry. What to, you know, you're, you're charging your iPhone, you're charging your iPad, you're charging uh, whatever else, other devices you have around your house. And this watch every 14 days is, just goes on a simple little charger by your bedside. That's right. We, we designed the product to, you know, we always say we want to meet people where they are in life. And by enabling people to be on the move to live the lives they want to live. I mean, it's something you've always said, which is it's not about aging well, it's about living well. And if we can be a conduit to enable that for older adults and for their families, then we feel like we've, we've really accomplished what we've set out to do. So describe the device and what it does exactly, because I think people will be very interested un to understand that there is something that you can wear or your mom or your dad or your aunt or your uncle can wear that will really help them tremendously. Yeah, of course. So you described it very well, Martha. It's a wrist-worn device, very simple technology. There is no screen. There is one button. It is a soft rubber material, so it doesn't irritate the skin. It's lightweight, and it comes in two colors, a light and a dark. And the whole idea is you can wear it anywhere, to the gym, to Pilates, in the shower, out to a fancy dinner. I take it off in Pilates. Do you? <laughs> I do because I'm lying on my back. I'm jumping up and down. I'm doing steps. It's a little active, and I'm afraid it's going to go off. Well, that's totally fair. One of the features <laughs> is fall detection, but, you know, God forbid you take a tumble in Pilates. Well, I suppose there's someone there always there <laughs> oh, to no, help I you, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm with an instructor. Well, that's good. That's good. But the whole intent for us was design with simplicity I'm gonna, and design I'm going to wear it tomorrow, and I'm going to see if it goes off. <laughs> Uh, I get I get a lot of uh, grief from my engineers in the office because I wear mine all the time, including in the gym, and I trigger a lot of false alarms oh, by do. doing some. But you have to catch those alarms. I do. Th this this device it does it gets a red um, a little bit of a buzz and a little bit of a of a vibration, and so then you just press a button and the green comes back on. That's right. It's it was designed to be simple. So there's the one button where if you ever need help, you can press it, and the first 
alert goes automatically to your team, whomever you've invited. And how many members of a team can be put into this device? As many as you'd like. So it could be friends, family members, neighbors. It calls Uh, them. It sends them a push notification on their phone and a text message, and it gives them your exact location, and it tells them that you've either pushed the button asking for help or if a fall has been detected, that you've fallen. And it gives your family sort of that first chance to intervene and make sure you're okay. If within a, a, a minute there is no reaction or intervention from the family, it immediately goes to a 911 call center, and that kicks into gear this, this process of sending an ambulance and making sure that you're taken care of. And it does work because I was out and about on my farm, which is a very large farm, and uh, it went off without me detecting it because I was I was on a tractor or something bouncing around <laughs> in the field, and it went off, and uh, three people came looking for me, and they found me. Well, that's great. Isn't that good? That is. Yes, that's what I we felt, want. Excellent. That's I what we felt want. safe. I felt that I had attention. And are you still riding the tractor? Of course. Then we've, then we've done our job. <laughs> yes, I am still riding the tractor. <laughs> so now um, it is powered by... So it works pretty much anywhere. It has Bluetooth to connect to your phone. It has cellular when you're out and about. It has Wi-Fi when you're at home. And it has GPS so that if you're sort of out in a remote place, we can pinpoint to within a few meters where you are. Okay. So that all works very well. And uh, Dr. Fernandez, what do you think about that? I think it's an outstanding um, device because I recommend to my patients who are, one, have fallen or at risk of falls, have difficulty with walking or patients who have cognitive issues like dementia, to have something that will provide some um, really safety, right? And for caregivers to know that they don't have to be right there and that patients can live independently, that older adults can live independently. You know, falls are really, really actually one of the most common problems that older adults encounter. Is it, it instability or is it tripping or what is it? It's a combination of things. Our gait changes that we get as we get older. We have more of a stoop posture. We have shorter steps. Plus you add if somebody has a chronic illness like arthritis or other things that kind of contribute or issues around balance also are, are a problem. And we see somebody falls every older adult every 11 seconds. Oh. Um, there is an older adult who goes to the emergency room every 20 minutes Hmm. due to a fall. And what we're trying to capture are those falls, right? And so people at risk, and then the recovery, because sometimes people fall and then nobody knows they've fallen. And they're maybe not found for a couple of days. And they're dehydrated, they have to be hospitalized. And if we can detect this much earlier with devices like this, how much reassurance that is, one for the patient, but also for the caregiver. Well, Dan, you have a big job ahead of you. You have to inform uh, each and every hospital staff about the silver tree. We have to get the word out that this device is very efficacious and very useful and very uh, available. That's right. And, and I'm thrilled to be here with Dr. Fernandez because we were talking before we came on air that there's a lot we can be doing together. And I think that uh, families have to know this too. Mm-hmm. As, and as I said, the caregivers... So there's, there are, there's more and more attention being paid to the aging population, as we, as we mentioned. What else can we do for this aging population in terms of education, in terms of just helping them? 
Yeah, I think one, what are the risks for falls? What do you have around the home that's putting you more at risk? A loose rug, for loose example. Loose rugs, yes. yes. They're beautiful, uh, but they yeah. a friend, A friend of mine <laughs> slipped on her rug, and she ended up, you know, falling badly yeah. and uh, having to have a hip replacement as a result. Mm. So you have to really look look around and learn your house, right? Yes, you do. You have to think about kind stairs. of those extension cords, stairs, lighting. Um, when you're getting up and going to the bathroom in the middle of the light, is there a good light, even if it's a little dim, that can just the pa- light the pathway? So really being alert. Well, there, there, there your are home. those lights that you plug in that are motion detectors, yes. and as, as you walk by, they light. Yes. And we've put those on all our stairs. My daughter, who is not over 65 years old, she fell down a stair in my mm-hmm. house in Maine and broke her ankle. And mm-hmm. uh, and the next time I went to that house, guess what? There were lights on all the stairways, these little motion detector lights, which was very useful. Other things, thinking about if in the bathroom where it's a very slippery environment, obviously. So if there are issues around around your balance, making sure you have grab bars, making sure you have non-skid rugs, you know, in the bathtub, um, things that you can grab onto if you're feeling a little dizzy or just to steady you. And then exercise, walking. Walking is the best type of prevention in terms of falls. We found that if people just move it, they're less likely to lose it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, So getting out there. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've learned a lot during the pandemic is people became very physically isolated and socially isolated. And this is an opportunity to really take advantage and go out, be protected. But you can go out, you can walk. And having an assisted device like this that is going to detect a fall will give you that safety to be able to take that walk down the street in the Mm -hmm. park. Um, because we want people to be more active, to be more socially engaged. It's really, really important, not just for falls, but also for your memory, your cognition. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. I'm Hannah Storm and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the American's lifespan has increased a lot over the years. Uh, what is it now? What, are, what, what is the life expectancy? 78.8 years. Uh-huh. And it was dramatically, you know, in the 1900s. If somebody was born in the 1900s, um, your lifespan would be 47.7 years. Wow. So just think about kind of that dramatic change. Very And a lot of it had to do, you know, we learned sanitation was a big issue, treating our waters, um, as well as some great um, medical advances like having antibiotics, vaccinations, um, a big development in the 1970s around treating heart disease. That used to be the number one killer. And now that's a really treatable disease and people live a long time. What is the number one now? Number one Um, killer? Well, it's a combination. It's probably more cancer. We did see an uptick, obviously, around COVID, um, where that was a shift. Um, Dementia, as well, is within the top five. And heart disease is still up there, but it has definitely come down. And the other thing that helped besides treatments was the decrease in smoking. Tobacco cessation really helped also in decreasing heart disease. That's good. Yes. That's good. And are you recommending people wear devices like this? Oh, yes. Like Silver Tree? Yes, definitely. And it has changed. Close to the 25 years that I've been in practice, originally it was this big, clunky necklace that everybody is like, I don't want people to know that I have this. They would be hiding it or they put it on the bedstand and never wear it, right? Um, I fell in the other room and I'm like, well, where's your device? Oh, it was by the bedstand, but you fell in the bathroom. Right. So it's great that there's an evolution, that these are more wearable, fashionable, um, less obvious. Patients are more likely to use them um, than this big device that has a big button in the middle of it. My dream was before I met Dan, uh, my dream was to have just like a little diamond on a chain around mm, my neck. I like that. Just a little diamond that you could press oh. or, or it would detect a fall. Oh. Now, that has not happened yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. That's good, Dan. And, That'd be uh, nice. Just, Custom it looks design like, it, it just It looks for like you. a real piece of beautiful jewelry. Oh, wonderful. And wouldn't that be nice? Yes, that would be lovely. And the same thing with the wrist. Uh, the wristband, this is a, a perfectly benign and lightweight and comfortable device. The Silver Tree, 
uh, reach, it's called, and so easy to wear and, and so, so very valuable in terms yes. of detection. So, uh, so good. I'm glad that the hospital is behind these, oh. these, um, this idea and, uh, and that we uh, will encourage all the outpatients who come to Mount yes. Sinai to the Martha Stewart Center for yes. Living, especially. Yes. Uh, you, you see the age, uh, the life expectancy increasing. Aren't you amazed at how many people like over 70 are working and, and being productive and, and not being pushed out of their jobs? I it, Definitely. And one of my big initiatives is reframing aging, how we think about aging, yes. how we really think about it more about us, not them. Because we all, what are, what are your options? It's either <laughs> die or live longer, right? right? I mean, we don't have any in between. And you're getting old the moment you're born. Yeah, exactly, right. so you're exactly. always aging. Exactly. But what kind of aging is really what we have to focus on. Exactly. So and, embracing uh, that to live um, a healthier life, uh, to be as much as one can independent. And so these are methods to do that right. in order to be and be socially um, integrated, I think is a really important. Yeah, a lot of older adults are still working, sometimes picking up other jobs out there. Um, a lot of my um, patients are volunteers, even with and giving back um, to the hospital or practices, which is wonderful to see. And I think there's wonderful teaching of generations. One of the programs we run is um, linking my patients to medical students and having them get to know them over time um, as a person in their context. And they get really jazzed up to interact with each other. They talk every day, they have lunch together. So that's what we want to see. Yeah, absolutely. So, Dan, your history is varied. Tell us a little bit about your background. So it's, it's been a little bit what I always like to call as nonlinear. Uh, I actually started as a first responder, a firefighter. And uh, that was where I sort of had a first, first row seat to this ecosystem of emergency response and escalation and how ancient it is in many ways. And that always stuck with me. And as I've gotten older and I've, I've had a number of different roles in sort of building early stage consumer things, that concept always stuck with me. And now that I'm in this, you know, what we like to call the sandwich generation, where my parents are getting older and I'm worried about them, and I have my career and I have my family and my kids, I have to find a way to balance that. And technology has always been the place my generation has turned to, to help solve these kind of really intractable problems. Bringing that together with my time as a first responder, it was really clear that there was an opportunity to do something different, right? A category that's existed since those commercials from the 80s of help I've fallen and I can't get up that hasn't changed. There was an opportunity to be a product and a brand that people were not ashamed of mm -hmm. that tries to kick this old stigma of aging as the arch, right? Where we mm -hmm. peak in midlife um, and it's all about confidence and it's all about safety and it's all about promoting connection between families, between caregivers and their parents, and doing it in a way where we're not asking a person to sacrifice, whether it's dignity or a sense of self, in order to feel a little bit more safe. I remember going to Washington uh, on behalf of the Center for Living to the Council on, on Aging. Mm -hmm. It was so primitive. The discussions were primitive. I don't, and I have not been for 10 years. So what's happening in Washington with the government? What are they doing to help with this problem of the aging population? Yeah, I think they're looking at innovative clinical models to better meet 
patient needs. So Dan and I talked about, even beforehand, kind of linking with emergency response services like EMTs and what we're now calling it paramedicine, and actually having them go and do visits, uh, not even bring patients right to the emergency room. Just go do a visit, connect with the primary care doctor, give information, report back, do a video, and prevent a hospitalization. Um, so this is really key, innovative. We really ramped up during the COVID pandemic to be able to offer this throughout the city. And we're seeing more and more models like this. And Medicare is investing in models yeah, like the, that. Yeah, the fewer people that have to go to yeah. the hospital to crowd the wards and the emergency rooms, the better. Yes. And Dan, with his uh, Silver Tree company, you have a very, very long road ahead of you to make sure that all these places to help are aligned. Absolutely. We, we see this as a long journey, starting with a place of critical importance, which is physical safety. But as we expand and as we grow, it's not just about connecting family members with their loved ones with emergency services, but it's about creating a community around living well in this stage in life. And if we can do that and we can be a, a, a connector of service providers and clinicians and, and products, we can be part of the solution to help push this forward. Because as much as we love to think that the government is going to step in and do the job for us, they will follow innovation. And if we prove that there is a way for us to not just improve life outcomes, but reduce cost of care, uh, there's a really strong argument for government involvement to push this forward. So some people might find it counterintuitive to develop a tech product for older people. <laughs> um, why do you disagree? Because technology is all around us. And when older adults were younger, they were working with technology of their time. So it's not a matter of can older adults work with technology? The answer is obviously yes. It's a matter of can technology companies and creators create and design technology for the right user? And it's about designing with intent. And as much as we love Apple and all the other big tech companies, it's clear where their focus is and where their focus isn't. And so, you know, as Dr. Hernandez pointed out earlier, this is an unbelievable opportunity to design with intent for a demographic that's going to make up 20% of the country yes. that still has the highest disposable income mm -hmm. and highest purchasing power. So we see it as a great business opportunity as well as the right thing to do. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So why are people reluctant to subscribe to such a service? Historically, it's been about stigma. And the thought of, I'm at a stage in my life where I need this because I am fill-in-the-blank, less stable on my feet, I have some uh, chronic health condition. It's a really sort of personal taxing feeling. And a lot of that has to do with the way these other companies before us have marketed and, and positioned their products as medical products where they're not quite right? They sort of blend that line between it's a medical product and it's a consumer device. And so for us to be able to say, hold on a second, it is not about positioning aging as pathology. It's about being a product that solves a real problem, really no matter the age. You know, we don't really talk about this as being a product for older adults. We know that that is a a very applicable use case, but the feelings of confidence and peace of mind really extend to uh, across generations. True. And I think that it, your marketing has to make that so clear because if you're a runner and you run mm-hmm. by yourself mm-hmm. early morning, what if you do fall in a hole? Yeah. You know, and you need help. You might as well have this bracelet on, right? That's right. That's right. And again, the the whole intent is about simplicity and meeting people where they are. That poor guy who they just found on a bear cam in uh, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hiker hiking in the mountains, remote area yeah. of, of uh, Alaska. He, he found a bear cam, which is a camera you know, that studies the, the actions of, uh, and movements of bears. He looked in there and he begged for help. Somebody saw it. 
Because wow. I mean, a lot of people have these on their <laughs> on their uh, in their iPads or on their computers. And they're looking at the bears, and they see this poor man begging for help. They found him within a few hours. Wow, that's great. They that saved him. Great. He was starving and dehydrated, and uh, and he had been wandering around out there for a few days. Not good. No. But uh, but if he had had the device. Yeah, if he if he had had silver tree, we would have found him right away. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully, not the bear. And not the bear. That's right. That's right. He's lucky that there wasn't a bear waiting for him with the camera. Exactly. So, are are, are you finding Dr. Fernandez patients still being reluctant to get this kind of help? They are um, because a, a bit about what Dan's saying in terms of stigma. Stigma. What does it mean? Does it mean that I can't live independently? Um, does it mean I can't be where I am right now? And I've, this has been my home for 30, 40 years. But it, it means that they can. That's exactly. The thing. And they so it's just, reframing it. It's just a reverse it. of what they're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there are two things. One, it's reframing how it can help them live independently. And two, that there are better designs out there. That it isn't like this right. clunky button that you, that you have to wear and hide. <laughs> well, now, what if you fall and your wrist is underneath you or something? What do you do? Well, that's where the automatic fall detection kicks in. Okay. So it, it is so capable it, of detecting a fall with no, mo with no movement after. And then uh, somebody The cavalry responds. will come. The cavalry Good. will come. How are you getting more users for the Silver Tree? Well, it starts with, with awareness, right? People need to know that we exist. People need to know that this product is out there and available. And then it's about really conditioning people, as Dr. Fernandez was saying. It's really about understanding the value and not what you're at being asked to give up. So it's talking about the features, talking about what it enables you to do. And so today, we're focused on a direct-to-consumer model because one of the ways we found that the best way to fight stigma is to position this in a channel and in a market that people are already associating with, oh, it's a consumer product. It is how I buy 85% of my electronics. Right. And so by starting there and building a community and building a following, we can expand. And then it's about finding the right partners like Mount Sinai, AARP. It's about finding the places where our audience is captive and listening and telling them the story of why this product is, is so good for them. And what does AARP say about this? They love it. I mean, look, AARP is, is the type of organization that, because of where they sit and the trust that they hold amongst the community, they can't single out specific products in a category that is competitive for, for natural reasons. But we're working with them on a campaign right now that's going to launch later this year, where it is about telling the story of living well and really trying to kick that old paradigm and, and really help people see and feel themselves in this stage of life that is all about potential, not about pathology. Mm -hmm. And Helen, uh, what other new products are helping people live longer and better, more productive lives? Well, other innovative clinical models, we are embedding ourselves in other practices, in neurology, in surgery, so that people have the best outcomes. Because many times, I mean, surgeons are great at what they do, but they're not thinking so much about the holistic approach, what an older adult would need. And so we're there to really do a comprehensive geriatric assessment so that our patients 
our older adults really get the best outcome with any kind of procedures, with any kind of treatment. So more and more of these models, we're placing ourselves in other places besides um, being at Martha Stewart. We're lucky at Martha Stewart, really lucky. We have a team we have a social worker, nurses, nurse practitioner, and we know that this is a team sport, that it isn't just the provider, that caregivers need resources. So that's the other piece, is helping to support the caregivers and giving them resources to be able to care for their loved ones at home. And what innovations do you still want to see being used? Well, I want to see, obviously, an expansion of training. We train at Mount Sinai 20% of the workforce of new geriatricians for the whole country. Wow. And under my leadership, that's grown. It was 10%. It's grown um, over 24 years to 20%. What I'm now looking at are developing healthcare leaders in geriatrics that will change the health system, not just the individual patient, but how can we make the hospital, clinics, everywhere you go, more age-friendly. And so I think that's what's really the antidote. And the other is reframing what people think about older adults Mm -hmm. and really see them as people that are part of our society, that give us a lot of wisdom. When did that stop? I mean, when when did it stop when they... The, uh, the older adults in many, many cultures are revered. Yes. And then all of a sudden in America, yes. as, as a, a, you know, it was, it was they're, just old, they're just old, they're throwaways. Yeah, it is really horrible. And I, you know, I've been working with ARP. It's a part of eight organizations to think about how are people featured in films? How are people featured in commercials, right? The living well, right? It, well, you, you see some silly movies, yeah. but, but they're, they are making a point, like 80 yeah. for Brady. Yeah. Have you seen that silly movie? Grace. Grace, Grace and Frankie, right. great series. Yeah. So we, there is impact. Yeah. The movie industry is, and it makes a difference. And I, I posed in my bathing suit on the yes, cover of wonderful. Sports Illustrated, uh, and that made that made a huge impression worldwide. Yes, I mean we got a hundred and eight billion impressions from wow. that cover. Now a friend of mine who's in her seventies got on the front page of Wall Street Journal. Excellent. As the most successful private banker in America, wow. amazing. Because and she's in her seventies, and they have more of this has to happen. Yes, because uh, she's a val- valuable human being and has mm-hmm. helped many, many, many people in her job, as so many other doctors and lawyers and professionals help help people well into their seventies, eighties, and even nineties. So I'm not going to be a crusader exactly, but I am certainly a huge supporter of making sure that uh, aging successfully is the best revenge. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's a great way to phrase it. <laughs> what else can you say? It's just it's just really important. And, yeah. uh, yes, it and is. you can make a, a, a very lasting impression on younger people that, mm-hmm. that it really does make a difference, uh, that age is just a number. And, uh, and so I'm so happy that both of you are working towards making aging successful, making aging just a good part of living a good, long life. I hope you can continue for a long time with your work. I, Dan, I really want Silver Tree to, to be seen on pretty much everybody's wrists. That is the goal. It will, that is a very big goal, and it will be really helpful to our country. Look what's happening with Social Security. I mean, we, we don't have any guarantees that 
all these governmental interventions. Yeah, and will right. help us. Yeah. So we have to do it ourselves. Yes. And we have to work at that. Let's make a big effort. But thank you so much for your time, both thank of you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And we're going to continue, uh, hopefully, talking about successful aging and interview people who are, who are um, above the age of sixty-five, who Excellent. have uh, who are still contributing tremendously mm-hmm. to our country. And good luck to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Thank you for having us. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.